Sentire Media Thank you so much. You downloaded the podcast from Italy. Good morning, Ashley. Ciao, ciao. We are, what, 11 days from Christmas? First snowstorm of the season. I'm loving it. Nice little atmosphere here. We do. Two Christmas trees. We got twinkly lights. We've got snow falling. And unpredicted, of course, if you check out the websites, uh, nothing says for snow in our area. Gaji was saying that the... um, weather report for the news for all the online sites they're all bs and that they should just put a contadino a hunter on top of a mountain contadino's a a farmer what did i say hunter oh sorry that's what i meant a farmer up on top of a mountain and let him just be up there (laughs) and tell you what's gonna happen because it's true they haven't been calling for snow for us but the farmers have all been to action in the fields we they're not planting anything but we're like what the hell's going on they're ready and they're batting down hatches they're ready in something something's coming and they were right well this is a beautiful morning lightly falling snow it's you know right around the freezing mark it's never too cold or too too anything if the wind the wind there's absolutely no wind and it's really quite pretty. Hey, we're holly jolly. I'm telling you. I'm we loving it. We are very holly jolly. It's not enough snow that it's like, oh, we have to start shoveling or anything like that. But No. And our holly jolly tour continued from the last podcast when we went up to the Alps and we did the Christmas markets to this last weekend. We drove 45 minutes up and over the hill. Um, up and over the Apennines into Gubbio, which is in the Umbrian Valley, set into the wall of the Apennines. And we went, it's about a 45 minute drive along the Via Flaminia. Yeah, we left at night. At night, you guys, you guys, we don't do that. (laughs) Not this time of year. What do you think we are, crazy? Um, Yeah, we went at night and uh, to see the a uh, fly-by lighting of a Christmas of the world's largest Christmas tree. Yeah, I was very excited. I had a lot of different scenarios going on in my head. Um, okay, we knew what, some logistics that were involved. Yeah, we knew that the the um, acro the um, mili- the Italian military's acro- jet acrobatic team was going to be there in some fashion. We Think kind of Blue Angels. Yeah, we didn't understand exactly, but in my head, they were going to do. A fly over, and as they flew their jets over the mountain, it would light up. Correct. I was totally behind that. The only thing I thought would be not there that Jason was asking, like a little eight year old boy, do you think they'll have a jet there that we can check out? Like, that's just one parked in front. And I it was maybe like, they have a static display. No, he was like, I don't think so. Um, so we get there, and we hear that it's supposed to start, the lighting is supposed to be at six o'clock. Yeah. The largest Christmas tree in in the world in the is world. what it is billed as. Now, it's not a real Christmas tree. It is a Christmas tree de- made out of lights that goes up the mountain. It should be called the world's largest light bright Christmas tree. It looks like a light bright. It looks like the freaking world's largest light bright Christmas tree. <laughs> So as we park, Jason scored what he felt was really sweet parking uh, a quarter mile away <laughs> at the well, camper listen, parking. We got we got the caddy. We've got the furgoncino, uh, the um, a Volkswagen like dustbuster delivery van, and it's not easy to park in these little tiny streets, you know, or or really close. So no, I- and we know parking 
festival parking is oh, no rules, no holds bars, anything goes. You put park it where you put it. Like you just block people in. It it's, doesn't matter. It's a little There's crazy. No so this thing's not as maneuverable as our little little tiny car. So um, we found saw the RV parking. It was like sweet RV parking done. We park and they had a display of. All these RVs that you can walk into, and they had the little van conversion one, and like the one built for like two people, maybe four, and then that one, that version of it in the deluxe, like tricked out. I'm not gonna joke. It got me dreaming about that sweet, sweet camper lifestyle. It was. Those are nice. I know they were pretty sweet. Some serious lighting. Yeah. I was like, what? They're really into different color LED mood lighting. I know. He's like. Yeah, it, it was it was really nice. So after we got pulled away from that, we start walking, following the herd, walking towards the the village. And um, Gubbio has a beautiful um, Roman amphitheater that's just right there, as you're right outside the city wall, city wall. If and um, in this big field. And we realized, oh yeah, this the tree lights up against the wall of the Apennines. It's going to be right here. That's why all these people are, are standing in the park so late at night. And it's ten to six. Yeah, we're like, sweet, we're gonna gonna sit we're, let's wait this is gonna be in a great vantage point so we wait and we wait a bit longer and we're hanging out and we're talking and um 6 30 i gotta pee so bad and it's like oh my gosh it's cold i gotta pee let's we're gonna we're gonna get this thing going but we're also daydreaming like but we're in such a great spot that we're like these freaking airplanes are gonna fly right over our head and buzz us this is gonna be awesome we gotta hold our ground I couldn't hold anymore. <laughs> so, so we start walking up into the village, and um, we find the main piazza where everyone's gathered. Ashley goes pee. Um, we get a we get a beer, and we're walking around. And um, they have the big stage set up with the um, um, you know mayor, whoever's talking into the microphone. And it's always the same thing at all these festivals: is their PA system is not big enough or. I don't know what it is, but they always turn up the the PA so loud that it, like, distorts whatever anyone is saying. Like, over-modulates? I don't know what the word is. But I don't it know. Just, Mar- it, my it, dad's going to tell us. It sounds like... <laughs> you can't understand what anyone's saying. And not only that, everyone is just, just having full-on conversations around you. Like, no one's paying attention to what's going on. Also, I was very disappointed to see... What the actual um, who was on stage? Who was on stage? Because there was two square-jawed military pilot guys with their leather jackets on who were nodding their heads in in, in affirmment. And um, the, it, I figure out that oh, it's not that they're going to fly by; they're just going to flip the switch to flip on the thing. Wah, wah, wah. Very just no planes. <laughs> no. Can't even hear what they're saying. No. Nothing. It was so funny. And so we're we're like, all right, well, at least we didn't we weren't waiting that freaking field for this flyby. And um so we were thinking, all right, let's keep walking around the city for a little bit. Obviously, if these guys are yapping away like this, nothing's happening quite yet. And then the bells begin to toll. And dun, 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 dun. and boy did they ring. So we, we kind of find a great vantage point where we can see part of the hill and we're right underneath one of these well pretty close to one of these bell towers that is just rocking and rolling it's two guys up in the bell tower one on each side and they are swinging this giant bell back and forth to like a pendulum to create momentum to get it going one half revolution to the top when it gets to the top they hold it there and then they let it go once 
the other half around till it gets to the top and the bell goes dong and then you see them each start kicking different little bells once it gets to the top now it was insane it was insane it's like oh my god are these guys gonna like fall out of this Uh bell tower or this bell looks gigantic i i understand there's like physics going on how Mm -hmm. they two guys can just move this giant bell but Oh, my God. Now, this went on. Well, because we're thinking, all right, get the cameras ready. We're about to really see a show happen. And it, it, just the bells kept going. <laughs> and then more no, bells kept no going. No rhythm. No melody. No, then it just became like some sort of nightmare film scene of like too many music boxes playing where it's like, where it just starts to freak you out. Like, what is going on? They just kept doing the same thing. Dong. Dong, 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 So we duck away for... After a while, it was like, we got we to gotta leave because we were right on... You know, the church is above us, and we're below in the little piazza. And it just after a while, the bells were enough. It's, it was just like you're just go. ringing in your own head so hard. The bells continued for about another 45 minutes. Yeah, about we... 45 <laughs> minutes of just ridiculous <laughs> random bell ringing. And then I was thinking... Do they have to practice this beforehand? Because this is obviously a big deal. You got to get these bells right. Even if they're making no rhyme or reason to us, they know what they're doing. And I thought, how often do they have to practice this in town that the whole village has to hear this, like, build up to tonight? You know what I mean? So we duck in for some drinks and some kind of crappy little snacks. But I was loving it. I said, Jason was like, they're not even that good. The little any pasty bits that were coming with the drinks. And I was like, I know, but it's almost like just unlimited Costco free samples. And, you know, I was like, I'm digging it. So then we hear all of a sudden fireworks. Yep, fireworks go off. We gr- we grab our grab our drink and peek our head outside, and of course the trees all lit. But you can you can see bits and pieces of it. But of course we're in the village, so you can't see the big tree going up the mountain. Um, we said, okay, well we'll finish our drink. Yay. We come back out literally 15 minutes yeah. later. It's a ghost town. No one. I mean, because of the time, and it was a two-hour some-odd delay for this lighting, this means it was well into dinner time. So we know everyone was heading for dinner. But, oh, my God, it was just hysterical. It was just absolute ghost town. You wouldn't have thought that this place had been packed. (laughs) Just no one even left on the – it's almost like the empty, creepy carnival afterwards where there's just, like, one empty swinging Absolutely. We walked out, took five steps, and looked at each other and went, what the hell happened? Where is everyone? Like, everything – all the the mark – the little – there, first of all, the Christmas market was okay. Yeah, kind of uh, whack, especially after going up north where yeah. they do it right. Um, but it was like though they were all the vendors were closing Closed. up. Was there like, was not what? a single person in the. You know, you wouldn't know that the piazza was packed with people twenty minutes ago. No, so it was it was it was everything it needed to be. There was it was perfectly Italian. Um, it was two and a half hours delayed. It was filled with great sights a little bit of disappointments oh and at the end for some weird reason there was some like bike parade marathon where they all had um uh not sparklers but uh like roman candles coming out of the back of their um flares coming out of the back of their bikes i have no idea what this is there's so many people that would never happen all over the street still and all of a sudden these bicycles with live flames shooting out of the back i loved it it's like only Little kids riding with literally like Roman candles, yes. like shooting out of the back yes. of their bicycles. It was <laughs> awesome. Down the main street, packed with people. I was like, oh my God, get back in the bar. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. I love it. So it was fun. Every once in a while, it's nice to go out at night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we 
sounds so old. Oh, speaking of old medical reports. So update on some of the injuries. I have tennis elbow slash tendonitis in the works and had to get um, an echograph and um, have scar tissue on my elbow. Not a clue. They were like, you have had trauma a year ago. I'm like, I have no idea. Um, Jason's a slave driver. <laughs> um, so they had to do a freaking cortisone shot. That sucked. But as I was waiting outside, um, of course, everyone's late and you're waiting in this little waiting room and there's a sign up on the wall that says uh, respectful silence to be observed as appreciated to be observed in the waiting room, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I need to take a picture of that because that's the last thing that happens in that way. No one room. is respecting silence. No one is respecting silence. They're abusing it so bad. It is just a full-on gossip fest quiz. What are you in for? Here's my um, um, all of my um, prescriptions. How much have you had to pay so far? Where have you gone? Well, with the travel time involved, you didn't save any money. People just walking into the doctor's office. That was the most blatant <laughs> one. Like the doctor's office is, it's just a waiting room for like four, three doors, right? Uh-huh. And some. So there's some, three different like traveling doctors at different days that come in. This is the tiny village of Piobico. Yeah. So no doctor really has permanent office there. Um, so first question through everyone's mouth when they walk in and is A, is the doctor in? And then the question is, which doctor? Who is it today? Go ahead. If the person's, if you say affirmative to the, doc, the doctor is in, they go, oh, great, and just barge right in. Sometimes there's a preemptive knock. The hysterical thing is there's a double door, like at a weird hotel where your rooms are separated and you can open them up for a suite. So the outer door, and they just open that one, and they barge into the next one, and then they leave both open. And it's like, what is going on? I didn't know you're, that's permissible at the doctor's no, office. No, and there's no such thing as privacy. Uh, they want to know all details. Oh, you're here for a shot, too? Where are you getting yours? I'll show you where I'm getting mine. And it's like, oh, my. Oh well, the same thing happened at the vet the other yes. day. Um, I had to take one of the cats in for nothing serious. And as I'm waiting there now, I know with the vet, you got to get there early. We talked you about the must. vet. Um, the vet will back up. She opens at 4.30, and I am there at 4. Uh-huh. I'd rather wait the first half hour than sit there. The le- and being there at 4, normally you're still number 2. I was number 2. I showed up at 4. It was me and another gentleman. We sit there happily, nod to each other in silence. And about 5 to 4... Three people, like, run in the door at the same time. And then after that, at, like, five five minutes later, it's packed in this waiting room. <laughs> and um, then the conversations begin. Oh, look at how, Kareem, how cute. Look at your little kitty cat. What's she here for? Oh, so you need a normal visit. Well, I'm just here for a um, vaccination. And maybe he has a little tooth thing I want him to look at. The other guy, oh, I'm just here for a vaccination. Normally, it's just five minutes. You don't, it's just in and out. You don't, now, these people are not. Everyone's friendly, but they are jockeying for I was position. just going to say that. Exactly. They want me and this other guy to say, oh, we're idiots. Please just go ahead of us. We got here a half hour early because we know the deal. But go right ahead. Me and him exchange a knowing glance. He's number one. I'm number two. And we were both – I was out of there within a half hour. But I was shocked. It, I was like, what happened? How did you get out of there? It's the same thing all over the place. <laughs> I know. Whether you're filling a prescription or um, at the pharmacy or at the doctor or the vet, it is it is full-on 
in your business, Chatty Cathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like the medical history report. Now, at the grocery store, I do let people go ahead of me. Yes. Because I usually, I'm shopping for a whole thing, so I'll let people go ahead, but not at the vet. No oh, way. no, no, no. Even I get puffed up. Like, well, because they'll tell you you have an appointment for some of these things, too, not the vet. And I'm just too punctual. I can't get over it. Ashley <laughs> wants to be 10 minutes early, which I hear, but we have not ever been to an appointment for anything that that when it was like oh it's at two o'clock and we're there at, at two and they're oh we'll see you right here they're, no it's yeah. never never half hour is the status quo i know of waiting and then they're super nice though like i get all frustrated and think this is ridiculous we're the ones with the problem and then as soon as i get into whatever office it may be that it's like oh my god everyone's so nice and they're kind and they ask you good questions and they care and whatever and you're like oh, this is just how it is Babe, we've been I here know. Tw- 11 years. What done. are you talking about? I like appointments to be on time. Then <laughs> move to Germany. <laughs> um, really, all that's been going on out here is when you're talking water cooler talk, it's weather and how many Capoletti do you have in your freezer? There's... That is the number one question. Are, yeah. are, the Cap- are you ready for Christmas? Are the Capoletti made? Exactly. So it's all just gearing up for the holidays right now. Jason's been baking bread i mean i'm i don't feel good this morning he's been making so much bread it's delicious last night he made a bunch of linzer cookies which were delicious but um the bread's getting good that's the problem the bread is getting good uh and he just got lie what is it called in italian um hold on uh and it's laugen in german and interestingly enough you find lie where the pharmacy Pure food grade lye, so I can make bagels and pretzels now. Here we go. That's what's coming up next. Yep. And tempering chocolate. Yeah, we're doing a little project for Christmas. We're going to do chocolate covered macadamians. I have a beautiful 80, oh no, 72%. um, uh, Valrona, Valrona? Yeah, Valrona chocolate and a bunch of macadamia nuts that, macadamia nuts, you got to use them. Yeah, and these are good. We source our nuts and chocolate from our gelateria friends, and they this is top best. notch. This is top. This is notch. good stuff. This is not. This is not um, Hershey's. Now I'll Cadbury. probably mess up um, trying to be funny with a pun, but I'll tell you what: Jason's temper is rising when he's trying to find out recipes because no one's using tempered chocolate. <laughs> I was trying to think of somewhat cheesy way to say it. What about? What do you mean a recipe? Well, like when you were looking up some good ideas of techniques for doing the chocolate-covered macadamia oh, yeah, nuts. They either use just, a- you were so frustrated because this is something I wouldn't know. I would just follow uh, one or two that I found online. But he's like, no one's tempering this chocolate. No wonder it melts right away. So, oh yeah, what's I had the to go key? To, um, you go to you go to professional sites. What the hell they're talking about? So, what happens if you don't temper the chocolate? It doesn't have a snap to it. It melts very, very quickly. It do, it's dull in color, and tempering's just bringing it up to a certain temperature, then bringing it back down and changing the form of the chocolate crystals so that it gives that, like when you have a chocolate bar, it's got a sheen to it and it snaps. Nice. Um, and otherwise, weird stuff. Chocolate's interesting. Or is that so? It also doesn't get sweaty. It'll get sweaty as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. There's a lot of weird things that happen with chocolate. And this chocolate's expensive, so I'd rather not screw a whole bunch no, of chocolate and macadamia test. nuts are expensive. I know. So I, I want you to test it out. Um, I'll definitely try it out. 
Very good. Um, well, we with the snow, we're hit, we're kind of stuck in. We don't have anywhere we need to go. Nope. We got our neighbor's dog soon. He he's doing. He we had fun. Oh, oh man. my god. Oh my this god. This morning, bright and early, seven o'clock. We're with. It's snowing outside. The sun came up. It's warm. It's not freezing. We go out with the dog and we find a set of tracks. Oh, not just one. Three. Three. Now, why? Oh, set a track. No. Well, here's the deal. There's there's dogs and hunters and cars and. This wouldn't be weird, but it was these tracks were totally fresh without boots next to them, meaning it's not hunting dogs with a hunter next to them. Where's the hunter? No cars have been by. And these were big. These were big tracks that looked like a mom and some babies or something, too. They, there they was... weren't more. They weren't the deer tracks. These were No, like... and I was getting excited. I was like, we are, we are literally tracking. <laughs> and these are fresh. So fresh we saw fresh steaming poo in with the tracks. And I was like, oh, we are on it. She's a poop detective. <laughs> she's like, look at that. Oh, look at my it. It's God. steaming. Get it's in steaming. There. Get, Get in, in there. there. And I was like, keep. we are going full steam ahead. And um, Soom was very excited. Jason started getting nervous. <laughs> he started to realize the tracks were bigger than we first thought. And as fresh as they were, all of a sudden he's like, man, I don't have a gun. I don't even have a knife. I got this old dog, a wife with a bum arm. Like, what the hell? We can't, I can't... I, 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 like, yeah, um, what are we trying? What, what's the end game here? What kind of <laughs> crappy prize at the end of this rainbow are we looking for? That's what because if saying. we find whatever the, is making these tracks, we, try, we are mere hundreds of meters behind. What, what, what do, do we, we do, do then? I don't even have a camera. <laughs> a camera? <laughs> so you can film the attack? We have a 12 year old Rhodesian Ridgeback with, with a bum, bum hip. Uh huh. With like arthritis. Just, uh, let's just try, let's go the other way. <laughs> Like I both Sue and I were like, all right, freaking bummer, but it was kind of exhilarating. I was really excited to see, but you're right. We had no protection. What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do if we find what these tracks lead us yeah, to? It was, it wasn't the fact that it was that, whoa, no, this is, this fresh. is, this is fresh and we're, we're right there. And it's not just one track. There were multiples. Yeah, that was yeah, the there thing. Was it's two, like there's three two, animals for sure. There, there was three animals, two big ones and a, what looked like something small. Mm-hmm. And. When the dog, the, this dog's 45 kilos, he's over 100 pounds. When he puts his paw down next to these, his paw was smaller. Yeah, that's when it was like, all right, I guess we do flip it. You're right. Uh, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so that was the adventure this morning. Woo! Woo, adrenaline. It was woo, flying high. It, you never know what's going to happen out here, folks. That's the thing. Country living. <laughs> Country living. Um, uh, we finally figured out after 12 years how to keep ourselves warm in, in this house. Um, yep. Through a little bit of uh, um, pl- sheet plastic, really. Yep, and being clever, double-sided um, tape, doing it to the doors where you see the cracks and keeping it nice and tight, clean, l- less meat locker look this year, guys. It um, feels good. Feels real good. We're growing up. <laughs> Not really. Show me the article in Architectural Digest where they're like, to insulate your house, try, try clear plastic, plastic. sheeting. <laughs> On the windows. It's normal. It's normal. Um, anything else you want to add to this one? Um, uh, should, did we talk about bread, making bread or no one cares? Oh, well, let's talk about it really quick because I think it is interesting. You've been – you've got your mother. Yeah, I want to make all my – I want to – next year I want anything that's baked goods. Now, we do like muffins and like the breakfast stuff. Is and all we, the desserts. And all the desserts we bake. But no like breads really. And the bread in our area is such crap. I'm, it, it just it's just not good. Um, I'd like to bake all of the breads and start trying to make um, croissants and and 
different things for the agriturismo next year. So we got to practice during the winter time. He's making brioche, rye, lots of stuff. Sourdough. Oh man, I'm gonna get fat again. Baguettes, Um, boules. But it's not a question of just being able. English muffins. Yeah, the English muffins were good. It's not a question of just being able to make it, but being able to incorporate it into our days to where it's. Oh, I'm, you know, I, it's one of the things I did not, oh, well, bread baking took up a majority of the time. Cause it's not, it's, it's a lot of 50, it's 15 minutes, a bunch of times. It's not really like hours of work. Um, but it's very temperamental cause we're using, um, a natural leaven. I don't want to use yeast. I want to use all a natural leaven. So keeping the temperature correct and, and learning the predictability of this thing that's alive, that's, that. It's, if I used regular yeast, it'd be so much more predictable, and it's rising and and how it how it uh, affects the different breads. But that's that's not fun. Not only that, you realized that your flour was so different than the books you were following um, that were written for flour from the states. I noticed the hydration is different. Um, if I follow a, um, a book from the states and do it exactly precisely, it doesn't come out correct because flour I get here has different protein levels and hydration and blah, 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 um, which was a learning curve. That took a year to figure <laughs> that out. But it's coming to the point where now the breads I make, um, I can give away because it's like, oh, no, that's an edible. Before it was like, we'll eat it anyway because it tastes like real – it has crunchy crust yeah. and it has salt in and it. And it's warm. And it's warm. And if you put enough butter on it, it's fine. But now it's like, oh, no, that's real bread. It's getting dangerous. It is getting dangerous. Our freaking – chickens get to eat fresh baked bread and homemade pasta all the time <laughs> i can only give away so much because i make things like rye bread this really like real rye i made the other day you can't give it away no one wants it no if here. our dutch neighbors like the, we no, have their dog because they're yeah. out of town and otherwise they'd love it but everyone else is like eh. Eh, that's particular yeah, that's that's particular. okay okay i'll have a little tiny bite oh interesting mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have you tried the bread from our area making <laughs> <laughs> why not just concentrate why don't you just make a nice white What's wrong with what's wrong with a white saltless bread? Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. So, hopefully, if you come on, come on down to Cacamone to La Tava Marque, you'll have homemade bread yes. next year, fresh baked bread. And to preemptively stab off any of the questions, probably not any bread baking classes because no, I don't. That know. would be the next step. But that it's just too much of a process. It'd to make to it the way course. to make the bread I'm making is three days. I it know. It just takes for. Well, you even were playing with pizza, and um, one bite everyone knows the rules. And oh yeah, I feel like a jerk off because I have a new pizza recipe that's so much better than what I've been doing for ten years. But it takes three days. That's the thing. You can't do that in a cooking class either. No, or when we're it's insane in the no, summer. No, I don't have room to keep the dough around, or I just can't. I just don't have to for pizza. I can't screw around with pizza dough for three days, but. There's a difference. There is a difference. You got three days to make your dough. Yeah. Well, for the hardcore ones, um, yeah, that's well. That's the thing. If we have the time and you're able to put into it for well, next if year, if I can get it down for this exactly. year and get it to where, yes, it takes three days for the the um, to get the starter going and then slowly rise, slowly the bulk fermentation, blah blah blah. But if I can get proficient at it so that it just it's fine, it just does its thing, mm-hmm. and and I just make it happen but i'm not good enough to where i can control that i can adapt to the um you can make the bread adapt to you yeah i'm not that i'm not there yet we'll see 
you're getting there. It's good. Uh, you'll see our waistline, how much he improves. Yeah, uh, continue expanding. <laughs> the season of fatness has commenced. Stagione di ingrassare. Um, for those of you still looking for a last-minute holiday gift, gift certificates are available for our farm and in cooking school. We have our wonderful um, Made in La Marche and Basics of the Italian Kitchen cooking workshops in May, June, and September. And I'm as soon as you send an email and take care of everything, once we've gotten payment within 24 hours to your inbox, you'll have a beautiful PDF ready for the tree to give the gift of cooking classes in Italy. Gift that lasts a lifetime. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. trying to have like some hallmark cheesy music in the background um anything else you wanted to add to this one um yeah whole house whole house bookings that's it too baby if you are looking for a totally different italian holiday for your friends and family um or forget the family and just bring your friends <laughs> book at the farmhouse will take care of all the details for you we have six apartments that have i think we have um six Seven, eight queen beds. All the information. All the information's on online. We got a big old house. We'll take care of all the details, the food, the wine, the activities. And um, shoot us an email. The website is latavolamarche.com, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And you can shoot me an email for your Christmas gift certificate at info at latavolamarche. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know it. Latavolamarche. Oh, and if you wanted to see more pictures from our getaway up north, um, follow me on Instagram at Ashley Bartner. All right. I'm, the snow continues to beautifully fall just so gently down. I'm looking out the window. I'm going to go back to sharpening my knives. It's that time of year to get all the, do a little knife maintenance. I got the, got the machine out. What the are Tormex you out. It's time to uh, feed the fire. And I've got some internet work to do. Right, a little marketing. Thank you so much. Have a wonder. If anything interesting happens, we'll do another one. But otherwise, Buon Natale. Buon Natale. Auguri. And we'll do it again sometime. Ciao, ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.